0: Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Rabbish rahli sodri wa silly amri wa hlu lokdatam in lisani of Kukuli Ama baal fa'odhu bilayhi mina shaitanir rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Fikulubihim marad Fazada humullah marad Wakala Allah Azawajal Fik ayyan fi Quranil kareem وما أمر إلا الله مخلصين له الدين. صدق الله العظيم، وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم على إن في الجسد مضغه إذا صلحت صلحت الجسد كله، وإذا فسدت, فسدت, فسد وإذا فسدت فسد الجسد كله so Alhamdulillah, my respected brothers and sisters, first and foremost, we make shukur to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that once again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has enabled us to come together um, for this program, for this mywa program. Um, it is a, a very great blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In, in fact, I remember attending the first Maiwa program, mashallah, I think maybe 10 years, years ago, maybe seven years ago. And the first person that talked for this program was Mulan Abbas. And uh, the topic I still remember clearly was uh, leadership in Islam. So, nonetheless, inshallah, we'll, we will uh, delve straight into the topic, inshallah. So, the topic at hand is a journey inside. Um, this great month of Muharram, this blessed month of Muharram is a blessed month. And we are reminded historically of the great Hijrah that Rasul Sallallahu made from Makkah to Medina. Um, but together with this Hijrah, my respected brothers and sisters, we have to remind ourselves that we are all on hijrah. We are all on hijrah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, وَقَالَ inni muhajirun إِلَىٰ That say, Verily, I'm making hijrah to my Rabb. So, regardless where we are, whether we are traveling or not traveling, every human being, 7 billion of us in this world, we are making hijrah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So like any journey, my respected brothers and elders, mothers and sisters, it requires preparation. For this reason, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, al yisu," the intelligent person. Today we have many understanding of itali- intelligence. And we have many understanding of intelligence. But the real understanding the real intelligence, as Rasulullah said, Al-Kayyisu huwa manda nafsahu wa amila That intelligent person is the person who checks his or her nafs, who controls the nafs, and who prepares for the hereafter. So, this great month of Muharram is actually a great start. For us to understand that we need to prepare for the real journey. It was Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and that journey, that the final destination is abadan abada. That whether we will be in total destruction forever, or we will be in total bliss forever. But like any intelligent person in this life, if he or she goes for a journey, they have to prepare it. So. The purpose of creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, wa ma khalata jinnah wa insa illa liya'budun. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said, liya'budun i'liya'rifun. That to worship Allah means to recognize Allah. By worshiping Allah is to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the purpose why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in order for us to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah s.a.v. has narrated a beautiful hadith which we have heard many times. <clears throat> that everything starts with intention. ila hadith. That everything begins with intention. So the seed of the, of intention is in the heart. The seed of intention is in the heart. So first before we go further we should understand what is the heart and where is the heart. So throughout the ages our scholars, such as Imam Al-Ghazali, radiyallahu anhu, orrahmatullah alaih, Ibn Taymiyah, they have explained where is the heart and what is the heart. So first, we must understand that the heart is a subtle body or subtlety in the in the in mankind, in man, and it is subtle. It's not of the physical body. And it is, it is where the focus of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is. And Rasulullah SAW has given an indication where the heart is. In a lengthy hadith, which I will give the short or the uh, uh, a part of the hadith. Ataqwa ha huna, ha huna, ha huna. So Rasulullah SAW pointed to the chest, which is slightly to the heart, which is slightly. To the left side of the chest in the center and he said that taqwa is here taqwa is here taqwa is here so from this we can understand that the location of the heart is on the left side of the chest similar to the location of the physical phys- physical heart which pumps the blood so this heart is such an organ spiritually and physically which rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam explained the hadith that I have read or quoted or cited that in the body there is a piece of flesh. That if this flesh is correct, then everything is correct. And if this piece of flesh is corrupted, facade, then everything is facade. So actually, mashallah, for the medical students, this hadith works physically as well. The heart is the center point of the body. That when the heart is pumping blood, when the heart is functioning group, uh, good, then everything is good in the body. So similarly is the effect of the heart spiritually. That the heart is such an important factor in our life. It is where the gaze of Allah is. It comes in the hadith of Rasulullah narrated by Muslim. Inna Allah ila Ajsamikum. ولا سواركم ولكن ينظروا الى قلوبكم او كما قال الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رواه that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala does not look at your bodies or physical appearance nor your countenance or your faces but Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala looks at your at your heart so this is why the heart is so important Today we are living in such a life or in such a a time where we have totally neglected our spiritual side. We have totally neglected our spiritual side. How many of us here on a day-to-day basis stop for a while and ponder and look into your heart and introspect what is in my heart? In order for us to make that journey to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala then we must make the journey inside In fact the mashaykh the Persian mashaykh the Farsi scholars they have a saying safar dar watan journey inside to make the journey to Allah first you have to make the journey inside There is a saying we've been to the moon but we have not reached our hearts We've been to the moon but we have not reached our hearts. So for this reason, the emphasis, because in al-a'mal And where is the seat of intention? Where is the place of intention in the heart? So when the heart is corrected, when the heart is purified, then everything is correct. And when the heart is corrupted, when the intention is impure, then everything is corrupted so this journey towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the quran in fact it was the dua of ibrahim alayhisalam towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that o oh allah do not disgrace me on that day when i am in front of you on that day al yaw yanfa'u malun wala banun Illa bin Salim. On that day, your wealth, your belongings, your cars, your houses, your business, everything materially will not have an effect on that day. Will be of no benefit to you. Nor your offsprings, except those who return to Allah, Habi bin salim With a sound heart. So for this reason, we have to make effort on the heart. We have to make effort on the heart. So we've discussed where and what is the heart. It's a spiritual body within insan and the location is here. Basically where the physical heart is. So what is the function of the heart? Number one, the heart is where the gaze of Allah is according to the hadith that I have cited by Muslim. That Allah does not look at your physical and your faces but Allah wa ta'ala looks at your heart. Number two, heart, the heart is the seed of understanding. Now, for us, maybe sometimes we rely too much on the intellect. But of course intellect, al-aql, has two meanings. Imam Al-Ghazali mentions intellect has two meanings. One is the brain, which is the physical side of the intellect. But one is akar in the form of a spiritual side, a spiritual entity, which is part of the heart. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, they have hearts. They have hearts, but they do not understand. So where is the real seat of understanding? It's not here. It is actually here. This is where the real seat of understanding. There is a saying amongst the scholars that the heart is the king of the body. That the heart is the king of the body. The brain is just a minister. The brain translates what you feel in your heart. This is a function of the brain. So number 2 the heart is a place of understanding. Number 3 the heart is the house of emotions. Number number three, the heart is the house of emotions. More or less, there's a there's a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that al-Iman no or rajah. That iman is between khawf, which is the fear of Allah, and Rajah, hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the heart is the seat of emotion, because this, the place of iman is in the heart so for this reason we have to understand the difference between feelings and knowledge the heart is the house of feelings do you know angry or do you feel angry so this is a question we have to ask ourselves so the heart is the seat of emotion so all the qualities of Deen, the place of it is in the heart. That those who have Iman, one of the qualities of Imaniyat, is that they have intense love of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And many, many more. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala explains in the Quran about the heart and emotions. <clears throat> so, why do we have to make effort on the heart? By nature, by fitra, everything in this world is pure. For example, this building, this carpet, when they first laid it out, there's no need for vacuuming. Right? But then, through exposure, through time, then dust starts settling on this carpet, and that's the same with everything in this world. So, by nature, we came into this world pure, sinless. But through exposure, then this heart gets corrupted. So, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions in the Quran, "Fi kulubihim marad." So we can take the same example for a person who is sick physically. He or she has diabetes. Now, if he or she does not attend to this sickness, then Allah says, Then I will increase the disease. So by default, everything is pure. But through exposure, the hearts get, the hearts get, get corrupted so for that reason we have to make effort on the heart so everything needs effort so there now we will go into the sicknesses of the heart so our scholars explain to us this so inshallah we request that if possible the phone can be on silence inshallah um, so by deep, um there's three types of sicknesses in the in the in the human heart the scholars explain number 1 shirk ascribing partners to allah of course this is for the non muslims but for the muslims it's false yaqeen corrupted yaqeen false yaqeen wrong yaqeen so this is one sickness of the heart the second sickness of the heart <coughs> is love for materialism. Allah <coughs> subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah At-Tawbah. MashaAllah Hafiz, Amir al-Hakim can correct me if I'm wrong, Mashallah. That Allah mentions Surah At-Tawbah verse 24. Eight things, three relationships and five physical things, material things ahabba more beloved to allah and his rasul then allah says and striving in his path striving in a general sense allah says they wait for the punishment so the scholars explain what is the is in contentment we have everything is as if we have nothing this is not a physical thing this is a spiritual problem We have everything in WA, we have everything in Perth. Now the time, we are probably in the best place, COVID-wise. But still people are complaining. basu, Allah says, wait. And the third type of sickness is the actual sicknesses that we understand in the form of pride. Jealousy It's known as Amradul Quloob. The sicknesses of the heart. So we have to make effort on all three levels. But today, for today's discussion, I want to concentrate on, on some of the sicknesses of the heart. And amongst the Mashayikh, they explain to us that the kibr, pride, ummul ma'asi, is the mother of all sickness. So inshallah. I would like to explain a bit about pride, but before I go further, I wanted to say this in the beginning, but then I forgot, I want to make a disclaimer, that we are in this together, I'm not standing here as someone who has accomplished, but rather I'm standing here as a student, with you guys, same thing. That remind for verily, reminding is beneficial for the mu'min, so this is why I'm here, to remind myself. And to remind one and all about the importance of the heart. So pride. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains in the Quran that the Ibadur Rahman, the slaves of Allah, the slave of, the slave of Ar-Rahman, they walk on the earth, yamshu, ard, they walk on earth, hauna, humbly. Okay? So this is one of the sifat of Ibadul Rahman. So the opposite to this will be an arrogant person. Yeah? So what is pride? And why is pride so despicable and detestable by by deen or in Deen? It's so bad indeed. Because we all pray inshallah 5 times a day. What do we say to begin our salah? Allahu Akbar. So only Allah is worthy of kibr. The word akbar comes from the same root word as kibr. Only Allah is worthy of pride. For this reason as a warning, I mean I don't want it to make it too, you know. But we have to pass the message so that I can wake up. That is a warning from the Prophet sallallahu that what is the cleansing of pride. It comes in a hadith that nothing cleanses, cleanses pride except the fire of Jahannam. So for this reason, we have to be very alert and careful. We have to look within. We have to introspect a journey inside. At, at all times, hasibu kobla unto is the famous saying of the mashayikh. They make hisab of yourself. Before hisab is made upon you. Some attributed to Hadr Umar radiallahu anh. Make hisab of yourself before hisab is made upon you. So we have to introspect and we have to really, we have to really worry about this quality, the quality of pride. So what is pride? Pride is to feel great about yourself. To feel to have a superiority complex. Then I'm the best. In other words, anania. Ana was was used by who? Anyone? Yeah. Firaun Ana Robbukumul ala Who else used ana in the Quran? Anyone? Huh? Iblis. Iblis. Ana Khayru minhu. So my respected brothers and sisters, this word ana can be very dangerous because as soon as insan is given existence, then this word ana comes about. So to feel superior and to feel, to have a superiority complex doesn't need a second person. Example, you wake up for tahajjud, everyone in the house is sleeping. Everyone in the house is sleeping. Oh, I'm a great person. Kibbutz. But rather, it should be Wama Tawfiqi illa billah. This was the same of Hazrat Shoeib. He was the Khatibul Anbiya. After every talk, he will say Wama Tawfiqi illa billah. That all Tawfiq, all Hidayah comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second meaning of pride now involves a second party is when you feel you are more superior to the next person and it becomes worse if it's got to do with race, if it's got to do with qualifications, if it's got to do with wealth and positions in life, it becomes worse. If it's got to do with language, it becomes worse. So this is the second meaning of pride. And then also, pride means to reject the truth. How many times have we been told the truth? My wife is sitting there. (laughs) She can testify. How many times she's told me something correct and I reject it? How many times now we we ponder, this is, you know, the knowledge of the heart is not a theoretical knowledge, it's not a theory based knowledge, it's hal and ehwal, it's experiential knowledge, emotions are felt, it's not known, and emotions are felt when there is, when there is an external stimulus, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm angry. I'm jealous. Huh? So, my, my respected brothers and sisters, when you are told the truth and you reject it, this is pride. So, to give an example why the Mashai says that pride. What time did we Seven o'clock? It's still another one and a half pages. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to um, give an example why the mashai says that Ummul Maasi is pride. Right? So, a clear incident is that when a person feels proud of he or herself, then there's a yearning to be recognized. You know, I'm so and so. You know? I'm a rich man, I have this position, maybe four PhDs. Uh. So I yearn to be recognized. So what happens next? This person from Pride and then Ujub, Ujub means marvel, marveling from the word Ajeeb. We've heard, Mashallah, Ajeeb, you know, so the word Ujub. So from Pride comes Ujub. Ujub means to marvel at yourself. I am someone, you know, why am I not being recognized? Why has no one greeted me first? So, ujub, you marvel at yourself. So you think you're someone a lot of air in the head. The Mashai says, you know, then we the next, the next thing that comes up is Riya. Because no one recognizes us. <laughs> Who are we to be recognized? The one worthy of recognition is Allah. So then Riyah comes in, ostentation, showing off. No, I'm not, you know, no one recognizes me, so I have to beautify my amal, I have to purify my speech, I have to purify my recitation, I have to purify this and that. So that I can be recognized. This is now riyā, which is. Rasulullah said, "I do not fear the major shirk for my ummah, but I fear the minor shirk, shirk hafī." And then that's 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 not the end. So this is why pride is ummul maasi. It's the foundational sickness, like a foundation of this building. Without a firm foundation, this cannot be erected. So all sicknesses is erected on pride. So then what happens? After ostentation or ria comes summa. Wanting to be heard, your goodness to be known to others, so you speak about it. It's different if someone else speaks about it. But you tell others, you know, brother, I did that for the pleasure of Allah. You know, sister, I did that for the pleasure of Allah. Mm. Sum'ah. wanting to be heard but then no one recognizes you it's a problem <laughs> big problem after all this uh, no one still no one recognizes you so now comes Hassad. why is that person given the chair to speak why is that person is the president of our association? The Amir or the imam of a masjid? Should have been me. Hasad. Then what happens after that? Ribat. Ghibat. Ghiba. You know, I saw him. He did haram. He's not worthy to become imam of our masjid. Hmm. But no one still listens to you. So after that, what happens? I remember, MashaAllah, mentions that it becomes not just character assassination, but real physical assassination because, because of hasad. You know, hasad is such a thing that it burns in the heart. It's more hotter than holding charcoal in your hand. This is hasad. A hasad does not sleep at night. For the, because it's so serious, one verse, Suratul Falak, Allah talks about Hasad, to be saved from the Hasidin. So this is pride. So that's why it is the mother of all sicknesses. You get angry, getting angry for the pleasure of Allah is there, right? But getting angry at the wrong place and the wrong time why is this It's because how dare she or he speaks to me like that it's got to do with pride how dare she or he treats me like that so it's got to do with pride so everything falls on pride so my respected brothers and sisters we can see the importance of making effort on the heart so now the uh, on the other hand there's two types of akhlaq one is akhlaqi razail which is what we are talking about now uh, bad akhlaq and one is akhlaq-i hamida, praiseworthy akhlaq praiseworthy character so now because we're talking about pride so let's talk about the opposite of pride humbleness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, as I mentioned earlier in the Quran, that the ibadul Rahman are those who walk on earth hawna, humbly. And mashallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Creator, so He knows our mindset and our mentality. So He says, when this person, the humble one, is faced with an argument from a jahil person, qalu salama. Why do we argue? The next time we fall into an argument, we have to introspect and see in our heart. Why do we argue? Again, mashallah, my wife can testify to the arguments that that we've had that has no basis on my part. You know? So we argue because we think we are someone. That's what Allah says, a jahil, a person doesn't know. But now what happens when a jahil faces you? You argue with that person. It's a sign of pride. Allah gives ishara, ishara, indication. It's a sign of pride. So Allah says, without a person without pride will not argue with a foolish person. No wasting time. So Rasulullah sallallahu said, "Man توادا على الله صلى الله That those who humble themselves for the pleasure of Allah, then Allah will increase their darjah. This is the fada'il of humbleness. Yeah? This is the virtue of humbleness. The Masha'i give an example, the rain is the rahma of Allah. So where does the rain fall most? Anyone? Where the rain fall, where does the rain fall most? Yeah, but where? On the lowest point. In the lowest point. There you have two, two, two levels, levels of land. Yeah. The one that's low will get more rain. Even the rain from the higher land will flow into the rain, will flow into the lower land so the scholars explained that this is a similitude of humbleness the rahma of allah falls on the one who thinks he or she is the lowest the rahma of allah will fall on the one who thinks he or she is the lowest so we should humble ourselves we should humble ourselves Okay, just to go back to pride, the scholars explain that um, if you think you are superior to a toddler, then this is not pride. It makes sense, right? If your parents think they are more superior to their children, this is not pride. Yeah? Okay, inshallah. So we'll wrap it up, inshallah, 15 minutes to go, inshallah. Um, And another important thing is False humbleness, false humbleness. This is a point that I have to make, yeah, because it's it's linked to humbleness. There's real humbleness and there's false humbleness. So the scholars, mashallah, the doctors of the heart, they, mashallah, you know, they, mashallah, they extracted these things for us to understand. False humbleness means you act humble, but in reality you have pride. You want to be praised for your humbleness so you act humble. This is false humbleness. So this is worse actually. Yeah. So inshallah now um, how, how to bring these qualities into your life. Number one is to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove pride from yourself one is to, under- to look at your, we- your weaknesses. There's a famous saying, Man arofa nafsahu faqad arofa rabbah. That those who recognize themselves, meaning their inadequateness, their limitedness, their weakness, then they will recognize their own. Man arofa nafsahu faqad arofa rabbah. So look at your own weaknesses. My respected brothers and sisters, nothing happens without the help of Allah. It's something that I wanted to talk in the beginning, but subhanallah, the topic of the heart, maybe till tomorrow we won't finish. You know? Because subhanallah, it is the main essence and core of Islam. Yeah? So, to look at the bounties that Allah has given you, not because of you, but because of his grace. Yeah? And number two, To see all acts of goodness that you do is from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i've touched on this that all taufiq is from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also to make dua for humbleness sometimes we forget that we need allah to hold our hands metaphorically throughout the whole journey but sometimes we forget and we think it's me. Yeah? So an example that the Mashay gave is of Yusuf A.S. When Zulaikha wanted to seduce him, what happened? It's in Surah Al Yusuf.
1: When Zulaikha wanted
0: to seduce him, the first line of action was ask Allah for protection. And then he ran. So the scholars explain that from this, anything we want, goodness in our life, removal of evil, ask Allah, and then make the effort. And in the end of the effort, ask for kabuliyat, for acceptance. This is the tartib And so these are more or less some of the... Uh, Ways of attaining a purified heart. So what happens when a person okay? Um to always have the correct intention. I'm just jumping because it's not much time. Okay, this is very important. Innamala abalum minya. But intention must be at the beginning and at the end. A uh, Bukhari Hadith. Innamal Amalum bil Hawateim Aukama Kasalla alay salam. Innamala abalum minya, beginning of amal. In amalum the end of amal. And the scholars also explain, In namal amalum hawatim is the, the end of your life. Okay? So, to be conscious of your intention before doing something. All the times. Why you are here today? Why am I here today? To always be, be in a state of tawbah. These are ways to purify the heart. Correct your intention to be in the state of tauba. What is tauba? Allah says ya uh, tubu nasuha. tubu nasuha. That turn or repent unto Allah a sincere, real tauba. So the scholars explain that tauba hua nadama is to feel. Uh, what's the word? Nadama, sheikh to have regret and remorse in the heart. This is Tawbah. It's not a physical movement, but you can couple it with salah. Two rakats of Salatul Tawbah, for example. 100 times istighfar. The Prophet made 70 times istighfar daily. Sayyidul Qainain, Sayyidul Qainain, Sayyidul Mursaleen, Imamul Anbiya, 70 times a day istighfar. So you can couple it with these amals. But the real essence of Tawbah is in the heart. Again, the heart. It's nadama, to have regret and remorse in your heart. At all times. Can be in the car, you're driving home from uni or work. Astaghfirullah al Huwa ilayk. Can be cooking at home. Astaghfirullah ilayk. So to have Tawbah and then to do good deeds. Right? All these evil traits within you is like a dark room. The scholars gave an example. When there's darkness prevalent in this lecture theater, can you chase the darkness away? Can you hit the darkness away? No. What you do? You bring light. So all good deeds of deen are light Provided you do it with the correct intention, every amal of Deen has hasanat, which we know, reward and effect. For example, the month of Ramadan. Not too long ago, what is the effect of Ramadan? La alakum This is the effect of Ramadan. What is the effect of salah? We know the reward of salah, but what is the effect of salah? What's the verse? In the Munkar. That verily Salah will prevent you from evil. This is the effect of Salah. So every amal of deen, dhikrullah, mashallah, the verse that uh, Surah Al Arad, verse 82, that was on the slide. That Allah, be itatma'inul That behold or be aware that through the dhikr of Allah you have itminan of the heart, stillness, calmness. Today we are all suffering from depression and anxiety. This is the medicine: stillness and calmness through the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, reading of the Quran. Have a regular routine of muamalat. Doesn't have to be big. Hazrat Muaz bin Jabal was sent to Yemen, so Rasulullah SAW walked him out of Medina, and he said, "Oh Muaz, do little, but with ehlas and istiqamah." So the scholars explain that tons of water being thrown on a big uh, boulder nothing will happen but hundreds of years of one drop on the boulder then the boulder start having a dent so the human heart is the same huh? daily amal daily amal you should have a regime mashallah you know it should be part and parcel of our daily life some nafs salah some quran reading some zikr helping others and inshallah so bringing good deeds in your life inshallah will um, produce light in the heart and then to strive for perfection to strive for perfection everything you do do it properly starting from the perfect intention you know there's no other perfect intention than lilla everything is done for allah's pleasure because allah says waridwanu min allahi akbar that the رضوا of allah is greater than firdaws the رضوا of allah is greater than rivers of wine honey and milk the رضوا of allah is greater than one brick of gold one brick of silver the reza of Allah is greater than all the hurul ayns that you can accumulate in Jannah. So have the correct intention. Number two, seek knowledge. Uh, seek knowledge. This is very important because any amal not done according to knowledge is rejected. So we have many scholars amongst us. So seek knowledge. And number three, to protect that amal, yeah? so this comes the heart again. Allah says in the Quran, "Whoever brings a good deed." Manja bilhasana, is that the verse? Manja bilhasana, sir? Yeah. So whoever brings a good deed, Allah never says whoever performs a good deed. Allah says whoever brings a good deed to Allah, manja hasana So protect your good deed. With the correct intention. No pride, no sum'ah, no riyah. Protect the deed. And then inshallah, constantly strive. Constantly strive because it's an unending process. The scholars say that the nafs is like the snake in winter. You know, the nafs is like a snake. At times, the snake is wild in summer, but in winter, it calm you know what's the word for it hibernate so the nafs is like that at times you are in control of the nafs that's the winter but then at times the nafs rises this is the summer so for this reason we have to be in control so when When these qualities enter a person, then what happens? In fi fi'ardi khalifa. Then we become worthy of the khalifa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the final thing. That when these things become apparent in us, then we become the khalifa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the scholars say this is for yourself. It's not for you to judge others, it's not for you to tell others. Remember, I mentioned sumah. Yeah, three signs that you have make a dent in your heart number one istiqamah al istiqama fawqul alfi qaramah. the mashayah says that istiqama is better than one thousand miracles so when Allah gives you tawfiq for istiqama means Allah wants to accept that amal from you And with the correct intention, your heart will be purified through that amal. Number two, when praise and disgrace does not affect you. Now this is the hard one. When people praise you and people disgrace you, it does not affect you. They know that you have made a dent in your heart. Number three, Deen in general becomes second nature to you. When deen becomes second nature to you, it's no longer a struggle to pray is easy, to fast is easy, with environment or without environment. Alhamdulillah, Ramadan, Taraweeh is easy, fasting is easy, Quran is easy, but it's in iman of mahol, iman of environment, yeah, which is good, don't get me wrong. But the reality of the matter is you are the same, whether you are in public or you are in uh, secrecy, or you're you are alone. So these are some of the signs. So just to end it off, Imam al Ghazali he mentions in the book Ya Yuhal Walad. Who has Imam Ghazali's books here? Yeah. Allah. So Imam Ghazali mentions in the book Ya Yuhal Walad, more or less the meaning. That just say, if you were given one week to live in this world, then amongst all the efforts, what effort will you make the most? So the intelligent person will make the journey inside. Huh? He will, or she will, make the journey inside. This person will be in a state where they will return to Allah illa man bin Salim. So inshallah we close the talk inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the purification of the heart. It's actually a uh, not complex but it's a lifelong journey. The heart. So inshallah may Allah accept us grant us a beautiful heart but do not, to, do not forget to make dua. So whatever efforts we do, then Allah Subhanahu wa help will come when we make du'a to Allah. Well, Allah I and I'm just going to straight into the Q&A. Exactly. Thank you for, the name, for the entire talk. Now, inshallah, we'll go straight to the Q&A. So, as uh, some of you have already asked the questions on the Slido, we'll be um, getting to answer those straight away, inshallah. But if you guys haven't, uh, the link is on the board. Website is slide.do and the code is mywall. So, ask your questions, please. Thank you. Inshallah, just, just to explain that um, um, one is... You guys must uh, know that I'm not a scholar, so Inshallah, whatever I can I can uh, answer. I think I can answer. Inshallah, I will try and answer. But of course, whatever I cannot I cannot answer, then I will Inshallah, what do you call it? Say I can't answer it. But there's many scholars amongst us Inshallah, so. Mashallah. So the first question is. do you have any reading recommendations on the topic of spirituality in the heart? Okay, number 1 is all of Imam Ghazali's books. Yeah, all of Imam Al-Ghazali's books. Um if you can only buy one, then of course Ihya is the is the way to go. Ihya Ulumuddin. In English it comes in four volumes. Yeah? So he's the master of the heart, Imam Al-Ghazali. Another one that has came out contemporary in our in our time is Spiritual Medicine by Ibn Dawood. MashaAllah, Spiritual Medicine by Ibn Daud, only published this year, 2021. So that's another good one to get. The Path of Perfection by Maulana Masihullah Khan. The Path of Perfection. In there, Sheikh Masihullah talks about the various kind of akhlaq, diseases of the heart and the praiseworthy attributes and so forth. So I hope, inshallah, that the three is sufficient, inshallah. No, the, this one is here. How do you stay humble without letting others walk over you? So, of course, um, with life, as you grow mature spiritually, you will know. You know, akhlaq is responses. Ahlak is responses of the ruh. Or of the heart. Either you respond negatively or positively, this is Akhlaq. Right? So there's a hadith of the Prophet. I can't remember the Arabic, I heard it from Alan Abbas. That a Muslim does not deceive or get deceived. A Muslim does not deceive or get deceived. So it means that we should not be pushed around. Yeah? But how we respond? is the key factor. So if a person pushes you around, then you shouldn't be pushed around, but how you respond, in a manner that is praiseworthy, this is what is called for. So I hope that answers the question. Okay, there's a question here, which inshallah, I think you better ask the scholars, is getting your palm bread haram? Yes, so inshallah, ask the scholars. Um... No, so there's a question here. You mentioned that an amal done without knowledge will not be accepted. Does that mean we need to know the reward of every amal we do for it to be accepted? No. Um, what I mean by the knowledge here is the knowledge of masail, of halal and haram, of do's and don'ts. But the weight of an amal is increased through the knowledge of fadail. The, the scholars explain that Rasulullah diverted the attention of the companions, the Sahabiyas and Sahabis, from this world to the hereafter through the knowledge of fada'il, and then the hadith of the Ramadan that whoever whoever fast iman and is knowledge of fada'il, then Allah will forgive them for all their sins. But it's not a prerequisite for your amal to be accepted. <laughs> So inshallah someone asked about my profession, so I think maybe it's not suitable, <laughs> uh, inshallah. But of course you're most welcome to ask questions, I mean in, in, in uh, you know, uh, I would call it outside today's talk because it's not related. Um, um, Rasulullah SAW said a person asked what about confidence and self-esteem. Rasulullah SAW said that I am the best to my wife. Khayrukum, the best amongst you, is the one who is best to his ahli, and I'm the best at that. This is not pride. You can say it's self-esteem or self-confidence, but it's not pride. So there's nothing wrong with that. But the essence of pride is to feel great. But to know that you know a particular knowledge, this is not pride. If you're an engineer, and someone asks you for help with engineering, this is not pride. If there's a plumber there or a person of another profession and you tell the crowd that maybe I should come forward because I'm an engineer, this is not pride. Yeah? Of course, you are allowed to be happy with everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you. worldly and non worldly Yeah? For, for, see, the, the thing is, because it's, it's, it's an in-depth topic. Yeah? See, so this, this question here, am I not allowed to be proud, happy, I have finished my degree? Okay? I presume maybe he or she understands degree as a worldly accomplishment, maybe? Yeah? But this is another topic of the own. What is dunya? Yeah? It's another topic of its own. What is dunya? What is zuhud? You know? But of course you are Allah says that if you make shukur to Allah Allah increases the bounty. So Allah will put barakah in your knowledge of your degree. Whatever knowledge you gain Allah will put barakah in that. And if you make kufur of Allah He is not the kufr of non-believers. This is kufur ni'mah, this verse. Allah will give you such a great punishment. So to make shukur and be happy for your degrees, mashallah, part of deen. Okay, there's a question here. So I, I you mentioned that Allah's blessings are on those who are the lowest. What does that mean? For those who are struggling with depression and low self-esteem now depression and low self-esteem is a condition yeah so this this requires an in-depth answer maybe mashallah i can guide you to some um muslim psychologists uh, yeah. to answer you this question and as, as well as muslim scholars obviously there is a differentiation between feeling low of yourself meaning humbleness right? And having low self-esteem and depression. This is two different things. Okay, any other questions? Um... I'll leave as you answer it, so don't worry about that. Um, it's a, a very interesting question here. Is it possible to combat pride with pride? Um, it's like saying, is it possible to correct wrong with wrong? Yeah? Now, I'm... Um, When we need exposure because we are classed inferior in society or for a political reason. So there's, there's a difference between pride and seeking the help of Allah and confidence in Allah. And having, it's another topic on its own, husnul zon billah. These are qualities of the heart. To have good thoughts of Allah and to have pride is two different things. You go out to be recognized, for example, for Islam is different than to be recognized because you are proud and in the process your whole and concentration and focus is on allah not on yourself and this is not pride. so there's a differentiating factor um, how to strengthen the heart spiritually and physically physically mashallah diet mashallah and exercise the calf muscle is the biggest muscle of the body. So do a lot of sports. It's healthy for the heart. Spiritually is through Ahmad. Through Ahmad. In fact, there's more things I wanted to add, but we ran out of time. Four things you can do to help yourself spiritually. Number one, Kunu ma'aswadikin. Companionship. Number two, Auhatfillah. To have friendship for the pleasure of Allah. Because Rasulullah said you are on the deen of your friend. Friends that can tell you this is haram, this is halal. This is wrong, this is correct. Number three, muhasabah. To daily take stock of yourself before you sleep, maybe. After every salah, maybe. And number four, by your enemies, Imam Ghazali mentioned. Sometimes there is truth in what your enemies tell you. So improve yourself through it rather than getting affected by it negatively. Imam Ghazali mentions that even through your enemies, you can make islah. So inshallah, strengthening your heart in a nutshell through amal. When is the best time for doing zikr? And strategies to have consistency, especially salawat. I find I do a lot then fall off the trails. Number one is To be practical in your approach it's like a person who wants to become healthy one day one thousand push-ups do you think this person will last you know but what if the person start 10 push-ups after every fajr so start with 10 salawat after every fajr and give yourself a goal because allah mentions the word 40 days in the quran the scholars say to create a habit in your life then you do something for 40 days So do it for 40 days, 10 times after Fajr, 50 times after Fajr. So to be practical in your approach, amals of deen, uh, 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 what do you call it, a timetable of deen is exactly like dunya. You know, to be practical, approachable. You know, so the times, of course, in the Quran, the best time for dhikr is after Fajr, Asr. Because Allah, there's no salah, nawafil salah at this time. So these are the pe- best times of dhikr. And then Allah mentions in Surah Al-Mudathir, no, sorry, Muzammir, at the time of tahajjud. It's the best time of dhikr. But zikr is such an amal, that when you're standing, you're sitting, you're reclining, you should be in the state of zikr. So one is, okay, when we say zikr, there's two forms of dhikr. Khususi dhikr and umumi dhikr. Khususi zikr means special zikr, meaning not specialized in a special word, but special here means you sit in front of the qibla or you sit in the state of wudu or you allocate a time. But there's also zikr amma, that in general, at all times, Allah says, <laughs> that they make the zikr of Allah standing, sitting, and lying down and, wala, and the, the next verse about Tafakkur. They make Tafakkur of the world. They, they ponder and they think about the creation. The best way to Allah is through the creation. The best way to know Allah is through His creation. So Allah says they ponder and they, they think about the creation. And then they say, Oh Allah, you have not created all this in vain. Ma halak hadha You have not created all this in vain. So, so, the best time, according to Quran, is of course after Fajr, after Asr, after Tahajjud. But of course, zikr can be done any time. The main thing is you do it with istiqama, and be practical with your approach. A human being is always in the state of ups and downs. Yeah. So the question is, when you feel your heart becoming distant and black, right? So a human being is always in the state of up and down, because Allah says that He has created life to test us. This is normal. You know, uh, life is not a bed of roses. There's some thorns with it also. Yeah. So for this reason, the idea is to have istiqama and ikhlas. Yeah. So. If you find yourself still making salah, yeah, still obedient to Allah, itaat of Allah, and staying away from Allah, disobedience, regardless of what you feel inside, you are connected to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Because the question is, how do I reconnect? But if you are already connected through this ma'mulat means you are already connected. Yeah, but ups and downs, spiritual lows and highs. Malana Burhan, I think, spoke about it last month. Spiritual lows, you know this is normal. Khabz and bas. Cobbs from the word qabit, bas from the word basit. The one who expands is Allah. The one who constricts is Allah. So this is normal, part of life. I have uncontrollable anger at times. Can you recommend a remedy to help with this? Seek the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. So look at the sunnah of the Prophet. What did the Prophet say at the time of anger? Recite ta'awuf. Say, ولا ولا if you are standing, sit. Huh? Rasulullah said, If you are standing, sit. If you are sitting, lay down. Drink some water. Make wudu. These are the ways to combat anger. You will find you might fail. Failing is not a distraction in life, failing makes you wiser. Yeah? So failing spiritually is the same. It's not that you will. It's not that I will walk out of here. Whatever I said, I have accomplished. The journey to Allah is a lifelong journey. You will fail. You will pass. You will fail. You will pass. It's like a person walking from here to the car park along the way he or she falls. What happens? She gets up, does her clothing and keeps on walking. So spiritually, the journey is the same. So adopt the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then inshallah, one day Allah will give you victory, inshallah, over your nafs. <laughs> Do you know any dhikr for marriage? No, ask Allah <laughs> subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khalilin fakir. This was the dua of Musa alayhisalam when he came to Madyan. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khairin fakir. I think it is in Surah Al-Kahf, is it? Huh? Shara. Surah? Shara. Surah Shu'ara. Okay, so the so mashallah this is not just for marriage, it's for everything. When Musa alayhisalam came to Madyan, he had nothing and he made this dua. Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khairin fakir. Then Allah gave him a wife. Allah made him a prophet. Allah gave him everything through the barakah of this dua. The scholars explain. So inshallah, hope you get married inshallah. (laughs) How do you correct your intentions? Okay, this is an important one. Correcting intention is basically like I wanted to do this. I wanted to go that way, but it's the wrong way. Then I go this way. It's as simple as that. You look into your heart or you look, you, 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 you introspect. And if you see other than Allah in your heart, you say, oh Allah, forgive me. I want to do this for your pleasure. Khalas. That's correcting of intention. Actually, ikhlas is a gift from Allah. who niya is our duty. To make your intention sahi, this is our part. Ikhlas is from Allah. Allah gives ikhlas. Two things Allah don't give to munafiks, ikhlas and akhlaq. Yeah? So inshallah, anything else? I think it's finished, yeah? Uh, Suratul Qasas. Suratul Qasas. Surat Rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min kornil fakir. Jazakallah, brother abrar, inshallah. So Surah Al-Duha cures you of uh, any anxiety, depression. Yes, any surahs of the Quran. Yeah, because Allah says, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ وَرَحْمَةٌ So any surah. But of course, mashallah, if you have an affinity with Surah Bismillah, read surah Al-Duha, fi fatihatul kitab shifa in surah al fatiha there is a shifa for every sickness so Mashallah, all the surahs of the quran has an effect is shifa inshaAllah. okay this is a question for the scholars is it allowed in islam to cook with alcohol so inshallah um, whoever asked the question there's many scholars amongst us like i said i'm not a scholar so inshallah you should ask the scholars inshallah the scholars are those who spend six seven years uh, studying deen they would be able to answer you this question inshallah so there's so many scholars amongst us so please refer this question to the scholars